Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I don't trust my intuition. Sometimes, although I feel as if I know what I want, it's hard for me to, there are parts of me that create self-doubt, maybe are a little critical, that just show up around intuition where I I want to know more about it. I want to know how we can learn to trust our intuition and use it to help guide us, whether it's in business, family life, personal life, home, whatever it might be for you. So today, my guest is Lee Shea McDonough. She's a business coach, therapist, author, and host of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. After over 15 years as a social worker and psychotherapist, Lee founded Caravel Coaching to support entrepreneurs seeking to leverage their intuition as they grow profitable businesses and fulfilling lives. Her book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness, was a number one Amazon new release in business entrepreneurship. Lee lives in North Carolina with her husband, two sons, and her pug, Phineas. We're going to talk with Lee about intuition, why it's important, and how we can learn to trust our intuition. And now here's my conversation with Lee. Hi, Lee. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. Thank you so much. I am just thrilled to be back. I'm so excited. It's funny because Lee and I were talking before I began the official recording and we were saying that it's been over a year since our first conversation on the podcast and that so much has shifted for both of us. Like you were probably one of my first, I don't know if you might have even been my first guest. I don't remember. I I wish I'd looked, but uh, a lot has changed and a lot has been moving forward for both of us. It has. It's been so fun to kind of see how everything has evolved for both of us. And it's hard for me to believe it's been over a year since our last interview. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how oh, time just flies. But I, it I'll, it's, I'm just so excited to be back on today. Me too. Well, it's funny because I do remember you saying that you're, you were working on your book and that was coming up. But now your book is done and you have a podcast and all these things. So like so much has changed. Yeah. And and it's funny, some of the things that are going on right now, I I mentioned before, it's, had you told me a year, 18 months ago, I would be doing what I'm doing now, I don't think I would have believed you. And yet, when I look back at how it's unfolded, it seems almost inevitable. And it's just such a great place to be right now to feel like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I am here to do on this earth. It, It just, uh, it's a really rewarding experience. Mm, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. And I would imagine 
since we're going to be talking about intuition today, that intuition probably played a part in this growth and movement and shift for you. It did. It did. And, And interestingly, my intuition had always been present throughout my journey of entrepreneurship and and starting my coaching business. But early in my career, I turned the volume down on it. I Mm. I didn't think that there was a place for my intuition in my business, which now it's like, I can't even believe I ever thought that way because it's such an integral part of my business. But when I first started out, I didn't think there was a place for it. I didn't know what that would look like. And when I look at the decisions I made my first year of business, it's 100% obvious that my intuition was like nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And it really wasn't until I I embraced it and made space for it in my business and learned how to incorporate it into my decision making process and so forth. That's when things really started taking off for me. Hmm. Wow. So before we jump into this amazing discussion about intuition, how about you tell the audience, maybe people who haven't listened to the other interview, a little bit about you and, you know, what you do, but also what inspires you to do what you do? Yes. So my background is in social work, public health and psychotherapy. So I have a master of social work and a master of science and public health, both from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And I spent over a decade as a licensed clinical social worker. And my husband is an Air Force veteran, and his career took us all over the country and all over the world, really. So I had an opportunity to practice social work and therapy in a variety of different settings, inpatient, outpatient, private practice, for the Air Force, for the the VA. Mm. I'm really grateful, actually, that I had such a breadth of experience as a therapist. And then when he got out of the Air Force and we moved back to the United States after being stationed in Germany, I took some time off to help my family transition. And at the end of that transition, I realized it was time for me to go back to work. Like I was just feeling this pull. But I knew, first and foremost, I didn't want to work for anyone else. I I just had the sense that it was time for me to be my own boss. And secondly, I was feeling pulled away from mental health and into a different way of working with people. I knew client work was still going to be at the heart of whatever venture I undertook, but I didn't necessarily want to go back into a therapy practice. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was around this time that my husband bought his business and was experiencing some challenges as as an entrepreneur and a clinician and trying to wear both hats. And I started realizing that there are a lot of people out there, small business owners and entrepreneurs, who are really good at working in their businesses, but maybe aren't as adept at working on their businesses or who were really struggling with mindset issues around entrepreneurship. And that seed of an idea blossomed into what became Caravel Coaching. And over the last three and a half years, I have been coaching entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I suspect because of my background, I attract a lot of therapists, a lot of helpers, a lot of healers, and now a lot of coaches. Mm -hmm. And so the main focus of my work now is supporting other intuitively oriented coaches and healers as they build their businesses and serve their communities. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's pretty cool and interesting how it has shifted even within your coaching business. As you said, as your own intuition has come into play, how you're attracting that as well, that the people who want to use their intuition or who are intuitively connected. 
Yes. And that was a, a conscious decision on my part after muting that aspect of not just my business, but myself. I think for a really long time, I thought if I let my intuition lead the way, then I wasn't grounded in reality, or maybe I was too out there, a little woo-woo, however you want to put it. (laughs) I had a lot of stigma around what it meant to be intuitive and empathic and to allow that to show up in my business. And it wasn't until I finally said, okay, you know what? This is me. This is who I am. I'm done apologizing for that. And it's time to embrace it. As soon as I gave myself permission to do so, then the floodgates opened and all of these other people out there started raising their hands and saying, me too. You're describing me. That's me. I want to find a place for myself in my business and in this world where I can honor my intuition, where I can step into my power as a, as a business owner, as a woman, uh, as a person and, and claim that space. And so, mm. interestingly, the very thing that I tried to like quelled in myself, like that's, that's what gave me my, my power. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think I say this almost every episode of this podcast is that it seems to me that the people who sort of go through whatever it is, the, the struggle, the challenge, the, um, the learning about self, like when they get to that place, we're like, oh, right, this has sort of shaped me, this is important in my life, that they're the ones who share that information the best, right? So whether it's like, you experienced trauma, so now you're this amazing trauma therapist, or you've recognized as a coach, intuition's really, really important. So of course, you'd be a great person to talk about that, but also make that happen for others. Yeah, I think when we can translate our personal experience into expertise and then allow that to inform our practice with others, then it comes from a place of authentic service where we really are walking the talk. You know, this is not something we've read or that we're trying to apply. I mean, we have lived it. And I think that really gives us uh, a leg up when we're working with our people. And so to say, yes, I've lived this And that doesn't mean I necessarily have all the answers or that I know 100% what I'm doing, but I am a few steps further down the path than maybe the people I serve. And that puts me in a position to be a guide, not the expert, not a guru, but a guide as we co-create and and partner to bring forth whatever it is they, they want in their businesses or their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the, um, being that co-creator. I like that phrase. But um, so tell us, like, talk to us about what is intuition? Like, as you said, sometimes it's perceived as this sort of woo-woo, like out there, new agey sort of thing. But really, like, we all have intuitive abilities, right? Yes, we all do. Everyone, I, I really believe this, everyone has been gifted an intuition. Some of us are more connected to it than others, or or for some of us, maybe that comes more naturally. But I do believe everyone has an intuitive sense that they can refine and that they can hone. There's a lot of different definitions of intuition out there. And actually, when I first started exploring this work, it was hard for me to define it because it was one of those things where it's like, well, I know it when I feel it, you know? Yes, Um, yes. 
what I have come to, my personal definition of intuition is giving voice to our higher self. So it's that part of us that's fully and deeply connected to our our inner wisdom, but also something maybe that's outside us. And that can look different for different people. For some people, that may look or sound like God. For others, the universe, source, spirit. For others, it's more just feeling like they're connected to the environment or that they are a part of a system. And so for me, I don't get caught up in what that that exterior component is. Like everyone has their own belief system. And I think within that belief system, we can acknowledge the our personal connection to that is really the genesis of our intuition. And so what that does is it allows us to understand things on a deep and almost instantaneous level and that we can we can really kind of follow our instincts because we know that it's grounded, it's it's rooted in a wisdom that is outside us and beyond us, but yet we are very much connected to it. Hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, which has kind of been my feeling is that instinct and intuition are very closely tied, but not necessarily the same thing. Is that right? I think so. I think, you know, Carl Jung defined intuition as perception via the unconscious. Mm. And so that unconscious piece, I think, sometimes can be the instinctive quality, you know, those those responses that we have that are innate mm-hmm. and inherent. And then the perception piece, I think, can can be where we bring in the intuition, the knowing. And so I see a marriage between the two. And I, and I like Jung's definition as a way of kind of exploring both pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, I would imagine there needs to I guess to me, intuition that there is this unconscious feeling of like when something feels right, like it's just like, I just know this. Like, I don't know why I know this, but it feels like this is the right thing to do, to be whatever. Does that yeah, make sense? It makes total sense. It's, it's that place of conviction and of knowing. And one of the, one of my, personal inspirations, a woman named Megan Hale, she talks a lot about the difference between knowledge and knowing. You know, knowledge is external. It's things that we can learn about in school or from books or, or through experience. But knowing, knowing is that inner sense of conviction and of purpose. And this is what I hold to be true. Mm-hmm. And there's room for both knowledge and knowing in our lives. But intuition to me is very much connected to that deep sense of knowing. Yes, yes, that's how I would describe it as well. So why, I mean, obviously, when we have that deep connection with knowing, that feels important. But why would you say tapping into your intuition, learning how to be with it? Why why is that so important, especially just to live your life? But if you're a business owner in particular, too? I can speak to my experience, which is that when I have honored my intuition, when I have made space for it, it has allowed me to live more authentically. And I'm fully aware that authenticity is a bit of a buzzword and maybe even gets overused. But I don't think that diminishes the power of of the word and its meaning. Mm -hmm. When we are able to truly show up as we are without having to hide, 
without putting on a facade or a mask, when we can own our strengths and acknowledge the areas where maybe we can improve, but when we are showing up fully and completely as ourselves with nothing to hide and nothing to apologize for, there's a freedom in that. And for me, that's very much tied into purpose and purpose is very much tied into fulfillment so that when I'm honoring my intuition and showing up authentically and allowing that to inform my purpose, then I have a general feeling of fulfillment and joy. I mean, that's how I want to live my life mm-hmm. versus when I feel like I have to hide, when I'm ashamed of things about myself or things about my past. That shame leads me to close down and I don't then show up as my true self in the world. That feels limiting, it feels constrictive, and it just doesn't allow me to achieve that sense of fulfillment that I think most, if not all of us, want. So by honoring the intuition and making space for it, it's very much connected to purpose and fulfillment for me. And that's really why I think it's so important that we, particularly we as women, learn how to not just identify our intuition, but to allow it to inform how we show up in the world and how we make decisions. Hmm. Yeah, that feels so true and real for me as well. And I think, as you say, especially for women, and I would also add that when we're not tapping into it, when we're showing up in a way that feels hidden or not quite as authentic as we would like to, that can create a lot of anxiety, make us yes. not feel like ourselves, um, not feel seen and heard. So I think intuition just sort of fits into that whole, I don't know if the puzzle is the right word, but yeah, that whole picture of being authentic, being true to yourself, knowing what it is, what is what matters to you can help ease anxiety too, right? You're exactly right. When I think about the times that anxiety has shown up in my life, um, and, and I am someone who has struggled with anxiety in the past. I I remember being 10 years old and having what I now know to be my first panic attack. Mm. And I didn't know that at 10. Um, you know, now several decades later with some clinical experience, I can see it for what it was. Yeah. And I struggled with that when I was a teenager and a little bit as a young adult as well. And so absolutely for me in my life, anxiety has generally stemmed from one of two places. It's either been a sense that it's not okay for me to show up as I am. So it's this internal piece and then the external piece of, and how will I be judged and what will others think of me? And so when I then kind of create some space for intuition to come in and I'm able to ground myself in that deep inner knowing that I am here, that the fact that I am a human being alive on this earth means that I am enough, that is my birthright, then I can kind of detach from, am I enough? And and what will they think of me? And, and all of those things that tend to feed my anxiety. So tapping into my intuition grounds me and often is an antidote for the anxiety that I experience. Mm, I love that. In- intuition is the antidote to anxiety. That's so great. So, so, uh, how do we access it? So you talk about grounding, you talk about, you know, sort of opening your awareness to what your intuition is trying to tell you, I guess, or, you know, it's trying to show up in a way. But so how do we, 
how do we cultivate that? How do we work on being more present with our intuition? First and foremost, I think each person needs to uncover how their intuition shows up in their life because it can be a very different process for different people. I know for me, there is a physical component. So when I'm faced with a situation, perhaps I experience muscle tension in my shoulders. Maybe I get a feeling in my gut that of butterflies or that something's off. Or on the other hand, maybe I feel a sense of calm wash over me. Maybe I feel rooted, like my feet are literally like seeping into the floor and I'm super grounded. There are these physical cues that signal to me, okay, this is this is right or wrong or you know, that sounds a little judgmental, but like this, this feels good or the right. This exactly. feels I can trust this. Exactly. So for me, intuition certainly shows up in a physical way. And it's helpful for me to know kind of the physical cues that indicate, yes, I'm on the right path or danger beware. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a mental process as well. Oftentimes when I am sitting in meditation and I've given myself time to quiet the monkey mind and, you know, gotten into a state of, of deeper awareness and openness, when I pose a question, and a lot of times it's simply, what do I need to know today? Or what is this experience trying to teach me? I'll get a message back. And certainly it's it's within my mind. It's my mind generating the message, but I also know that that message is coming from something beyond the mind. That's where my intuition is speaking. Mm. And so I've learned how to find that voice and, and to trust that that voice is my intuition. And you know, initially it was always a question of, well, am I making it up? Am I just telling myself what I want myself to hear? Like, how do I know if it's my <laughs> intuition, you know? And then I realized, well, does it matter? I mean, what if I am making it up? If it's the message that's serving me and if it's connected to my values, my purpose, and if if I'm feeling aligned with it, then okay. Like, really, mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day, I've, I've stopped asking the why and I've just surrendered to it and, and I trust it. Mm. Yeah. So there's so but I, I think really being clear on how it shows up physically, how it shows up mentally, and then any other cues to signal how your intuition shows up. That's the first step is is really identifying your unique fingerprint for your intuition. Mm. And so, you know, having worked with clients who've, you know, experienced trauma and difficult life experiences, I can see for some of them that it's hard to trust that their intuition might serve them or that it's a voice or a part of them that they want to tune into and listen to and hear because maybe they just haven't been used to doing that. Maybe that was something that they couldn't do growing up. Are there other things that might block intuition for people or, or prevent them from feeling more connected to it? Yes. And and I want to acknowledge certainly that many of us have had experiences in our life where it has not been safe to honor our intuition, mm. whether we've experienced trauma or whether it's simply growing up in a society that does not always value women's wisdom, hmm. at where we are seen more as objects and commoditized. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's understandable that many of us would not feel like tapping into our intuition is safe. And so I want to start 
just by validating that. Mm. And that it is a radical act of courage to tap into your intuition and let it inform your decision. Like, like this is, this is courage. It really is. And so I just want to start with that and that it is a process that may not be easy. And yet I also, and it hasn't always been easy for me. And yet I wouldn't have it any other way because now that I am much more deeply connected to my intuition, it has allowed me to grow and expand and in many ways release the expectations of others. Mm. So it is a journey, and but I want to. I, I do want to acknowledge that that first step is often the most difficult because so many of us don't feel either safe or like we have the right to do so. Mm. And so the first act is giving yourself gentle permission to explore your intuition, uh, and being patient, being kind and compassionate, and tuning into what's going to work best for you. What I find sometimes is that it can be helpful to personify your intuition. So almost to treat it as if it's a separate being. And maybe it would be helpful to think of your intuition as an earlier version of you. For me, actually, I view my intuition as my future self. Mm-hmm. I've, my intuition is definitely me 20, 25, 30 plus years down the road, who has the benefit of my life experience and wisdom who can then communicate back to present day me the things that I need to know. So the idea of treating your intuition as something separate from present day self, I find to be very helpful. And then I'm able to communicate with them, whether that's through meditation or through journaling. But treating it as a relationship to cultivate, I think can be a really helpful way for people to access their intuition, especially when they're early in the journey. Mm, Yeah, well, to me, that resonates so much. Um, I talk a lot about whether it's in my blog or here on the podcast about or in therapy with my clients, like parts, you know, your different parts. And I like the idea, well, for you, especially, but like the idea of the older, more wise self, you know, imparting wisdom, and especially for women, you know, that image of the crone, you know, who, yeah, that this wise, wise woman to sort of guide your path, I think is such a, it feels uh, very safe to me. Yes. I oh biz I reg- I resonate with that so much because this past year I turned 40 mm. which was kind of you know that's that's a monumental birthday for me It is of us. well and tomorrow is going to be my 59th birthday crazy Whoa. right well, Happy early birthday congratulations <laughs> crazy But anyhow and, yes go ahead Oh that's wonderful <laughs> No 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 but so as we as we get closer to these kind of pivotal moments in in our lives like for me turning 40 was very much about what does it look like to embrace the woman I am today and maybe you know when when we think about kind of the the trinity of of the the maiden and the mother and the crone hmm. it's for me, it was a gentle release of the maiden, understanding that that is no longer the period of life that I'm in now. And of course, there's going to be some grieving and some mourning that comes with that. But I can also look back at how that maiden has served me and how she has allowed me to step into the woman that I am now. Um, and 
so I kind of embrace and and I I am a mother. I do have children, but I also view mother more as kind of this creative force, this creative entity. So regardless of whether one has children or not, they can still embody this mother archetype of creating and and bringing new life into the world, whether that's through art or business or whatever that looks like. Mm. And then I think about, but if I'm going to to make space for all three, I also have to recognize how the crone shows up in my life as well. And for me, that's very much about connecting the crone to intuition and how my future self can serve my present day self. It's I, here's where I get a little woo, like you know, totally. But like, this I love, is I, I, love this the, I love the I love the woo. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. well, you know, there's such power there. Yeah. and and I think too. Um, and I realized also that I'm I'm talking about maiden mother crone very traditionally feminine archetypes but i i don't mean it to say it's only for women i think i think everyone can benefit from embracing this energy yeah. regardless of of how we identify yes i would agree i would absolutely agree because yeah it's a more it's less about being a woman than about the i don't know what i was going to say but like the energy the feelings the 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 space in your life of where you are exactly yeah so you, uh, you and I had sort of gone back and forth via email about, you know, what are we going to talk about? What are some of the topics? And you had mentioned that um, this concept of discernment and how that might fit into this discussion of intuition. And so to me, this feels like sort of a more practical application of intuition, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're exactly right. Okay. Uh, and I I have a, a framework that I use for making decisions. And one component of that framework is discernment. And for me, when I think about discernment, it is figuring out how to take that inner wisdom, that, that knowing that we talked about before, mm-hmm. and allow it to have a seat at the table with data and with external kind of environmental factors, because those play a role in our decision-making process as well. And so I think it's important to find a balance between the internal knowing and the external knowledge. And when we're able to do that, when we're able to take both and bring them together and allow both aspects to inform our decision-making process, that's discernment. So we can figure out what what cues we need to pay attention to, what data needs to inform our decisions. And it's really the marriage of the two that embodies discernment for me. Mm. And so if you could provide an example of what that might look like for someone, I don't know, deciding whether this job was going to be the right fit for them, or I don't know, whatever example you might think, like that would help somebody better understand the concept. I think that's a great example. So let's play that out. Someone trying to figure out whether a job is right for them. Let's say it's a job that they have and they're kind of questioning, like, do I stay or do I go? Mm -hmm. So when you check in with your intuition, your knowing is going to be really clear about whether this is the right job for you or not. You know, if if that pit in your stomach is saying, you know, this, this job is not aligned with your values, or you are being put in compromising positions in this job. If your intuition is telling you it's time to move on, 
well, that's all fine and good, but there's still the real world piece of, but how do I do this? And what do I need to take care of? And how can I be strategic about leaving this job? How do I know when it's the right moment? So we can honor that perhaps our intuition is saying, this is no longer the job for you. But then we can look at the external factors, which is, okay, so what needs to be in place for me to leave? How, you know, do I need to start polishing up the resume and looking for another job? Do I need to make sure that I have enough funds in my savings account so that if I have to go through a period of time of unemployment, I, I can at least pay my my bills? Um, who can I talk to about this? Who's a safe person for me to kind of bring into my inner circle? So we've got all of these kind of external relationship and environmental factors that need to be considered alongside of this drive of this is no longer the right job for me. Mm. And so I believe that there's a way to honor both. You know, your intuition may be saying, you know, you need to leave. In terms of timing, in terms of strategy, that's where the external data can come in and help us create an action plan so that we can honor our intuition in a way that's going to serve us in the long run. Ah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, yes, you're recognizing this isn't working for me. Now, how do I get from this place of knowing to this place of doing? Yeah. And for me, it's helpful to start with the intuition. Because Mm -hmm. in that case, had I started with the external data, I might have said, you know what, I don't have enough money in savings. And I don't think there's any jobs out there and all sorts of reasons why I should stay. And so the external data may have pointed me towards staying in that job. And then maybe I would have. But by starting with the intuition, I know, no, the right decision for me is to leave. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And then I can look at the external data and it's not telling me don't leave. It's telling me, well, all right, if you're going to leave, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's doing it with intentionality and planning and yeah, looking forward to what, what your end goal is and how to get you there. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, too, I want to point out that discernment can be used um, not just for difficult decisions either. Um, Right now, I am building out a new program uh, called Coach with Clarity, and it's going to be very much interactive and working with coaches like I'm really excited about it. But I was really struggling at first with how to structure it. You know, what decisions did I need to make in order to ensure that this was going to be a program that really served my clients, but also supported my business? And the discernment process came in in terms of, okay, so what feels right to me? What do I enjoy doing? What kind of work fulfills me as a coach? But then also, how can I pay attention to what my clients want? What has worked for them in the past? What data they're giving me about you know, I get this, but I don't get that. And then it becomes a marriage of my needs and my knowing with what my clients want as well. And so figuring out how to merge those two for me was also discernment in action. So certainly it can, discernment can help us when we're making difficult or complicated decisions, but it can also help us when we are ready to grow, when we're ready to expand and when we're ready to try new things. Mm, Yes. Well, that brings me back to our conversation that we had offline that like branding, like figuring out how you want your business to evolve or change, like the intuition piece can be that beginning part of recognizing what feels good to you in terms of what feels right as far as the direction that you want to take as far as, you know, 
Does that make sense? I'm it makes sort of total stumbling. no. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm following. I think it makes total sense. And and I think what you're describing too is that what intuition can offer us is a new lens through which to view our life because then everything becomes an opportunity. Even even challenges, even difficulties, even this whole, you know, do I leave my job or not? Like intuition allows us to really view that as a, an opening door as a, a and just provides us with access to more opportunities and it's a whole different way of viewing challenges, unexpected outcomes and also pleasurable events too. It's just room for more opportunity. It's just room for growth. Hmm. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It just feels so, uh, for whatever reason, for me right now, it's just resonating a whole lot, I guess, because I am sort of in this sort of shifting mindset of like, what's next um, for me and my business. But I would love also to hear about your podcast, which I mean, you have intuition right in the title of your podcast, don't you? <laughs> I, I, pretty much, yeah. So I am the host of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. So yes, inner wisdom, inner wisdom intuition. Right. Yeah, it's all, it's all the same thing. <laughs> um, and really, I started the podcast because I was interested in exploring the intersection between the spiritual and the practical in business and in life. And so that's really what I love to dive into in the podcast. And it some episodes are just me on the mic and other episodes are interviews. But really, at, at the end of every episode, there's what I call a make it work moment. And it's where we take everything that we've been talking about throughout the episode and we make it applicable. Mm. So that when we're talking about intuition or if we're talking about branding or whatever it is we're talking about, we can take all of these theoretical concepts and ideas and really bring them down into actionable steps you can take in your business or in your life to move the needle forward a bit. And I do that through the lens of intuition, of really saying we are leading with intuition here. doesn't mean we're leading exclusively with intuition, but intuition is leading the charge and all of the other components are following her. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like to grow a business where you honor your intuition, where she's leading the way and it's it's just so much fun. And, and like you just described, with every podcast I record, whether it's a solo episode or whether it's an interview, I learn something and I learn something that I can apply to my own business in my life. I mean, that's the best part about podcasting, really. Isn't is it? it? It's <laughs> the best. If you want to like learn more about something, start a podcast. Oh like, my gosh. Hands down. Oh. Um, but and, and that's been the process of work your inner wisdom for me. I have learned so much more about my intuition and about how to leverage it in my business. And so it's just been a, a fun, fabulous experience. Mm. So exciting. And then also, since we last spoke, you know, you have a book. So that's amazing that you wrote a book. I'm totally impressed. But tell, well, tell, tell, tell us about that. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, right, I'm an author. I wrote a book. Like, <laughs> when, how did I do that? Um, and, and the answer is like, you know, 100, 200 words at a time. But mm. I am the author of Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Se Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. So a bit of a mouthful there. Yeah. But in Act on Your Business, I really take the principles of acceptance and commitment therapy, which is a mindfulness-based cognitive therapeutic approach. And I take those key principles and I translate them for the entrepreneurial audience. So what does it look like to build a business that's grounded in meaning, 
in your personal values? How can you cultivate an entrepreneurial mindset? And then how can mindfulness and being fully present in the moment support you and support your business? So it's it's a fun book. It's it's definitely written for the entrepreneur, but you know, the, what I tell people is that the secret about this book is that even though it's called Act on Your Business, it's not really a business book. It's a book about how you want to live your life, how you can show up authentically and allow your business to be an extension of who you are mm-hmm. so that there's no separation. Um, you are showing up as you in your business and in your life. Mm. So important, too. If I mean, I think especially as entrepreneurs, because so we so much of us is put into our businesses anyway that if it's not feeling authentic and true and real to us that you know it's not an extension of ourselves it can be i would imagine it would make it very hard to find the energy and creativity to move it forward you're exactly right and and again hearkening back to my first year of business, that was my experience when I wasn't honoring my intuition. And when I wasn't showing up as myself, I was being everything I thought I needed to be in order to be a quote, successful coach. And that meant silencing my intuition and and the parts of me that make me me. And it was exhausting and draining. And a year into my business, I was like, why am I even doing this? And I had the thought, you know, I could be miserable at a job or I could be miserable in my own business. I don't want either. What would it look like to actually approach my business with some joy? Mm. And that's when everything shifted for me. (laughs) What a concept, right? (laughs) What a concept. Amazing. Yeah, that's so great. I love that. I love that. Well, um, Lee, I have very, very much enjoyed our conversation today and so fun to touch back in with you a year more than a year later than you know from where we were before it has been such a pleasure for me i am a huge fan of your work and of your podcast and i am just so honored to be back as a second time guest I mean, wow <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it is it is well it was a great conversation and uh we'll have to make a date for another one in the future yes please i would love that Awesome. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Liz. Wow, that was a really fun conversation with Lee. I hope you all enjoyed it too. I thought her insight and her own intuition, being able to explain that to us in a way that felt very real, although I love the woo-woo part of it too, Um, just the importance of intuition, but also why for some of us, it might be hard to trust or tune into that. So I hope you'll check out her podcast. I will provide links in the show notes to all of her stuff, her book, her podcast, her coaching site. And um, I hope you'll check her out. And we will definitely have to have another conversation with her down the road to see where both of us are going with all of this journeying in new directions. So it felt a little uncomfortable to share that I will be turning 59 tomorrow, which when this podcast airs, I'll already be 59. But that's the truth of it. I am approaching 60. And uh, although there are days that I feel like I'm a teenager or days that I feel like I'm still 30, I'm going to be 59, which to me is a milestone and feels pretty important. So 
I'm celebrating me tomorrow, celebrating me this weekend. I hope you all will celebrate yourselves and tune into your intuition to guide you with your purpose and joy and finding meaning in your life. Have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.